Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Daily News, good afternoon. I am Ross Chanley. This is Chris Page. This is your Daily News brought to you in association with the Red Men TV once again. Uh, you can see on your screens, the website is up on your screen. Uh, loads of content going out at the minute. We have done a, a Reg transfer roundup this week. It was a bit more in-depth on the Shakiri stuff, uh, the Deloitte Money League that went out. The, um, what else went out this week, Chris? Loads of stuff, mate. I did stats and tactics after the Tottenham game. Really, really good show. Um, the Randall League also went out, which is pretty good. We just laughed at Manchester United. Had a look at the relegation battle and stuff like that. Um, a bit more in depth at looking at around the league, the relegation zone, stuff we don't normally cover. Um, it's good. Uh, it's 30 plus hours and it's free for your first month. If you don't like it, you can sack it off afterwards. Uh, it's available in podcast form so you can download it and listen to it on the go as well. Uh, that content actually goes up when there's two games a week so you get even more money, uh, even more for your money, sorry. But onto the news, Chris. Um, broke earlier this morning, Liverpool set to make a club record bid for Kai Havertz, something which you are very excited about. Oh my God, um, yeah, of course I'm excited. Have you seen him play? Yes. He uh, is glorious. Reports in Germany cited by Mundo Deportivo claim Jurgen Klopp is considering breaking the club's transfer record to bring the Bayley Kuzumbafield star to Anfield. The Reds obviously aren't afraid to spend big when needed. Some players who will most definitely start to improve the starting eleven. You only need to think back to Alisson, Virgil van Dijk, etc. But Havertz will be guaranteed start. What do you guarantee starter with such a fee? We spoke about this just before we went onto camera, Chris. And <laughs> I, well, I didn't question it, but I suggested it's 125 million pounds a lot for a 20-year-old. Asked. Of course, it's a lot. Of course, it's a ridiculous sum of money. Uh, but you, you, you strengthen from a position of strength. You improve from a position of strength. Yeah, and you know we saw last season when that Bayern Leverkusen side managed to break into the top four and, and get and get into the Champions League. That you know Kai Havertz is more than just an attacking midfielder or a right winger. You know he played a lot of that eight last season. He was in charge of doing the vertical runs behind Brandt before he moved on to Dortmund and stuff. So we know a lot about him. We know he's played majority of the time in the number ten this season. We've seen him play more recently in the right at the right hand side of a, of a of a 4-1-4-1 as well for them uh, and he's also played up top you know that tells me that he's got the versatility to play uh, in part of a, a Jürgen Klopp side but also it's when he plays that 10 it's when he plays that 9 that ability to to get in between and find space in between the lines you know he's fast he's 6 foot 2 he's tall he's got all the skills you need he tactically seems to understand their system and stuff and he's a player that you're looking at and going wow this guy could fit in with Liverpool not only could fit could he fit in? He might actually go and improve Liverpool's side in a couple of years' time. You've got to strengthen now. We want someone big to come in. This lad has been lighting up the Bundesliga. I think he's got 17 goals last season in the Bundesliga as a 19-year-old. I mean... He's managed, you know, four seasons now. I think he started at Werder Bremen, something like that. And his four years, and including Germany and the unders and stuff, he's got 40 goals. He's 20 years old right now. 
the lad scored 40 goals already. This is a guy who sees the field, who understands situations and systems and how to get space in between the lines. It's a guy I'd love Liverpool to sign. The point that sticks out for me in that sense, you know, we talk about uh, the rotation amount of games that we, that we play and Klopp likes that. I think, you know, we, we, we talked about Shakiri yesterday, I think he's probably the only one player who isn't really that versatile and you have to adapt and change your style. Whereas, you know, if you have the issues of, of injuries or trying to keep it fresh or rotation and stuff like that, he seems the ideal appointment for that sense, doesn't he? There's loads of people that I know, including myself, that, that want Mbappe and stuff, and he probably costs double the fee. Whereas, you know, the big one he signed at Liverpool are supposedly going for this season, he could be the answer, couldn't he? I, mate, he, he absolutely could be. I mean, I know they're not quite doing as well. Maybe the fifth or sixth this season, um, they've not been as good. They've been on a winter break at the moment, aren't they? But this lad is key to everything that they're doing going forwards and stuff. And, you know, I, I really hope that Liverpool do sign him. I, I don't believe it because it's Mundo Deportivo yeah. as it stands, but I do believe that Liverpool are looking at all the great European young talent. So I believe that they've looked at him. I believe that they are looking at him. And I, I don't know whether they're going to sign him, but I know that they'll have taken a look. Do you think part of this is the foresight to one of the front three going, not necessarily the next season, maybe the season after, because I think they're around 28-29, that will come to 30 years old next season. Is this preparing yourself for potentially saving money? Because when if a club knows that your Mo Salah's leaving, well, you just doubled that fee essentially, haven't you? So Liverpool are preparing to you know integrate someone into that side and prepare themselves for a later date. Yeah, I think so. I think that comes down to it. But I think you've got to also you've got to also look at the great Premier League sides over the last twenty years, and you've got to recognise that they start rebuilding uh, while they're strong. You know, while players want to come to them, and that's that, that's how you stay successful, isn't it? So you know, you want to get the next young lads in. You want them to train under the lads that you've got now, and you want them to learn the system. So by the time that you need them to play. Every week, every game, they're already integrated. It's not sell Mo and bring someone else in and spend six months trying to teach this lad what Mo was already was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you've got to have overlap there, haven't you? So, listen, I hope Liverpool are looking at him. I really do. He's a player that I love watching. There are loads of players around the world that you love to watch. And when he's got the ball at his feet, you can see he's got everything. He's got a great passing range. He can spot a through ball. His finishing's absolutely outstanding. He loves to chip the keeper. He's got those midfield runs going in behind the striker and stuff and getting in behind the defence and stuff. Um, I think he'd be a potential upgrade on what we've got from a midfield sense yeah. um, in a couple of years' time, certainly. Cool. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Any questions you've got, um, Matt, we'll take them at the end. Uh, would you have Kai Havertz for £125 million? I probably would. Moving on, uh, some of the FA Cup replays were done yesterday. Shrewsbury actually caused a bit of an upset by beating uh, Bristol City last night, so we will face them in the FA Cup fourth round. Uh, Good little away trip, I suppose. A nice yeah, picture. you know, I, I've got a mate of mine. He's, he's come on the US tours with us, Sean. Um, and he's from Shrewsbury and he's a Liverpool fan and I just as soon as this was drawn I was like how boss is this for him like you know what I mean his hometown club going against the side that he's loved forever um, but you know it'll be it'll be hard to get tickets for this one I think it's something like 1,700 yeah. something like that you're looking at aren't you um, but you know I'd imagine that what we're looking at is a team that's sort of similar to what we saw in the last round against Everton. Um, and it's, it's good that we're able to do that. We're able to maybe give people some minutes and maybe rest the first team while also playing a side that are fighting for everything on the pitch. Yeah, there's some fringe players, you could argue, that coming back that we didn't have for the for the Everton game. Matip. You know, yeah, well, you could feasibly put Matip Lovren in there, Adrian in there. You change about three and that's still a solid. You know, it's not, yeah. that's not disrespecting Shrewsbury or, you know, Shaqiri, Chamberlain, Minamino, people that, you, you know, you're right, you want to bet in. But equally, you know, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, you know, you, you've got to, <laughs> you could change your starting 11 for that game, couldn't you? And still be within 
a decent chance of winning the tie anyway. Um, it is hard to get tickets, as Chris has mentioned there, but it will be uh, broadcast live on the BBC on Sunday the 26th of January at 5 o'clock kickoff. Uh, some of the news that broke last night, Jordan Henderson beat Sterling to England's Player of the Year prize. Uh, Liverpool skipper has been rewarded for a fine 12 months with a rare individual accolade, beating up two of the favourites, one being uh, Raheem Sterling and one being Harry Kane. Chris, I think it's well-deserved, isn't it? You know, the, what he's won, the Super Cup, European Cup, World Club Cup champion, just <laughs> the captain of Liverpool. Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, that one. But, but it's, it's well-deserved, isn't it? And I think when you, in comparison to, I think Raheem Sterling was probably the closest there because I think last season he, he did have an incredible season, but, you know, look at what Liverpool won on top of that. I think it kind of trumped it, doesn't it? Mate, yeah, I, I think it does. I think when you when you win the European Cup, when you captain a side to the European Cup and you put in the performance in an England shirt that Jordan Henderson did as well, I think, you know, on the whole, it's a bit of a toss-up, but I'm so glad that Jordan won it because it not only feels like that he's got the respect of every Liverpool fan for once yeah. uh, now, but he's also got the respect of his peers uh, and he, you've got people coming out, and I saw something this morning. Someone came out and said, he's better than Fernandinho. Why do you talk about Fernandinho? Jordan Henderson's better. And this is all I've been feeling about him for a while now. And I know a lot of Liverpool fans are in the same boat. It's fully deserved. He works hard for it, and he's putting in the performances uh, to show that he's one of the top midfielders in the world right now. Yeah. Do you think there's still a lot of people that don't rate it? Yeah, I think there's loads of people that watch football that don't understand it. Uh, moving on, some potentially bad news for Liverpool uh, and their players. This is fucking ridiculous, by the way. AFCON 2021 will be played uh, between January and February next season. So it's, a, it's a rumour at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, um, but it looks like it's going to happen to revert back to a typical month schedule after the summer's tournament, so they played it in the summer. It's, it's good and bad for me, because obviously when Sarri Mane went in the last time in January and February, we really missed him because we didn't have a lot of players that we have now. And then equally it was as bad because he never got a break in the sun because he was out, out going to do that. If he comes back this time, obviously, you know, the seller. Um, Minamino, uh, Firmino, yeah, you know, there's, there's quite Elliot, a, there's quite a, Jones, yeah, Ox. We've <laughs> got loads of plays. Yeah. Kai Havertz, you know, we'll be fine this, this time, but equally it's, it's destructive, isn't it? It's just, uh, you know, you talk about rhythm, rotation, you know, particularly when you're January, February, where I think Liverpool typically aren't that great, um, apart from, you know, so far this season. We need people like Manny and, and yeah, we do. Uh, that he's had as it, well. it bloody annoys me. This, yeah. to be honest with you, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, what what they should do is is put it in line with the Euros, yeah, and you know, and then everyone's in the same boat, yeah. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be dragging players out of league seasons every bloody year. It feels like um, for this, it just it just shouldn't be done. Um, you know, the the club competitions are too important nowadays. The money's too much, and you can't wreck people's seasons. Or the, you have the potential to wreck people's seasons, and it's not just us. There's loads of there's loads of teams in the same boat. It just it weakens the competitions that we're in, and I don't like it. And you know, I thought they made a really great decision to put it into the summer. I really hope it sticks in the summer. I, I don't know whether this is fully confirmed. Yeah, uh, what I was reading this says there's rumours coming out. But make it this... official today. It's what? You're going to make it official today. Oh man, it, it, that's gutting to be honest with you because Mane, Salah, there's so many good players, Aubameyang, Mahrez, yeah. you've got loads of good players in the Premier League who all play the trade over there and I just think it's silly. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't mean a lot to us, unfortunately. It means a lot to them, I'm yeah, sure. That's the point, that they want to go out and do it. And Klopp spoke in a press conference the other day about, you know, getting people in a room, sitting down and working things out. We've seen so far, and it could be the case next year as well, December was horrific at Liverpool in terms of fixtures and what the players would put themselves through, and they did really well to go and do that. It kind of eases off in January for a little bit before the Champions League kicks on again. This means that managers won't get a rest, will no. And potentially, you know, what, what does that mean? You know, injuries, tiredness, what it's going to affect for the rest of his season, as well as Liverpool losing him for a it's, it's all, listen, it's not just, it's not just, it's all of that, you're exactly right, but, you know, they just don't have, the, like... These national teams don't have the money that we have. You know, they don't have the sports scientists, they don't have the individual fitness plans, they don't have the, the, the day-to-day with the players to understand exactly what works with them, what doesn't work with them and stuff. That's why you get so many people coming back from with injuries and stuff, I think, because they just don't have the money in the in the in the federations and stuff. And Nabi is a good example of that, isn't he? He, he got played through injury and he should have never gone. Because they, they didn't yeah, know that. Stupid mate, it does me nothing that. Uh, moving on, <laughs> Wolves and Morris and Divock Origi, apparently. Um, Fucking get behind Real Madrid and Barcelona, lad. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're not having him and you're not having him either. This is a claim from Wolves' bite. Uh, Belgium remains on their radar after the inquiry. That would hurt, wouldn't it? A wolf bite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what they wanted him for. Uh, they quite about last year. Could it be a possibility? However, they admit news January signs are far, far more likely to come from abroad. Should new Espirito Santo add to his squad? This is a bit of a, a tenuous link. I'm not going to give much credit to Wolves because a I've never heard of him before this morning. Um, but also, you can see why people are interested in David Oh my something. God, his like shooting is 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 messy levels. You know that's what he that's what he does. It's, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous. The lad when he gets a chance, he seems to be sticking it away. Now he's playing with confidence and he's loved at this football club. Now there will be a, come a point where he thinks. Um, so I've just caught the name of the the fellow who wrote that, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> there'll be a point where Divacarigi goes, "Do I want first team football?" Duke, and, and he's good enough to go and get first-team football somewhere. Maybe he's not good enough at Liverpool to get first-team football, maybe, uh, because you know we we know how good Firmino, Mane, Salah, etc. are. I said etc. That was it. That was the three of them. There was no need for the etc. Um, 
can he get first team football? Does he want first team football, or does he want to be a cult hero and win league titles at Liverpool? What sort of fees do you reckon you're talking for with David Carrigi there? 50. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Anyway, final story before we get to some of your comments. <laughs> I mean, this is the Michael Edwards fee. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's probably worth yeah. 40. Yeah, so you're probably looking 60, 70 for yeah, Michael Edwards, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you know, Shannon, really. Oh, Christ. Well, is that what you think? How much do you reckon he's worth in the comments below? I mean, he's worth 50 just for that goal against the F. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, yes, let's send him there just to scared Pickford in training. That's that one loan. That'd be funny. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they need to do. If they want to get rid of Pickford, they just sign an <laughs> Eni, which is not happening, by the way. No. Uh, anyway, Simon, uh, he's been talking about Bobby Firmino. Uh, what Chris was laughing at there was the writers have called Washing Gog. A little pun on, on Washing Gog, which is really tickled Chris. Um, yeah, um, so he's. Mingley was talking about the two, two players, strikers that he trades with now. So both hands and mood are very good finishes, he told Het last. Mm-hmm. Firmino and Mo are, of course, incredible footballers, but Firmino is not a born killer. Hans and Rude have certainly been inferior to Bobby in terms of finishing. I even dare to say that Hans and Rude are better than Roberto Firmino and that they're comparable to the level of Mo. I mean, it sounds stupid on the face of it, Chris, but he's obviously just trying to big up his teammates there, isn't he? But I think he comes out like he's slagging Firmino off. Uh, yeah, I mean... Firmino doesn't need to look at the ball to finish it. Uh, did, did he say this in English? Do you know if this is a translated thing? Because yeah, I guess it's translated. Yeah, it, it's a Belgian. It's a Belgian publication. Yeah, so. I listen. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I I I'll agree to disagree with him on this one. Having never seen those players play. Yeah. Um, Bobby Firmino was one of the best footballers in the world, and maybe he isn't that sort of natural-born goal scorer or natural-born killer or something, but he doesn't need to be. He's not an out-and-out man, though, is he? No, and that's that's the thing. And and to say that he's a better player than Roberto Firmino, well, I will disagree with you, Simon Mignolet. Um, I will. I'll I'll have to. Um, You're entitled to your opinion. Sometimes opinions are wrong. In this this instance, yours is. There you go. That's better than that. Matt, let's have some comments, please. Yeah, a little bit on Origi. Uh, Rob D says Origi seems happy with his role at the club, so why would he leave? Um, Madge uh, reckons Origi's worth 50 million all day long. Johnny Walker reckons 150 million. I agree with him. Um, and Jojo, good point. He said Origi signed a new contract in the summer, didn't he? So yeah, it's the, co- the contract obviously protects his value and stuff like that. I, I agree. I don't think he, he wants to go anywhere. I think we said the same for Shakiri yesterday. If you're in that environment, a winning environment, a mentality of world-class players, he's probably going to push himself further by you know learning off the likes of Manny and, and Klopp and you know the backroom staff that we've got there, and he's got medals at the end of it. I, there's probably a case where first-team football he wants to play more, but I think he'll get that. You know, we just discussed like you know the FA Cup, but not maybe the ideal form, the, the only game he plays in. But he's in that environment. I, you know, plays, isn't I, he? I love it when people want to leave for football. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I just think yeah. that's the best reason to leave a football club, isn't it? You know, I, I believe in myself. I think I can do more. I want first team games. I enjoy the sport. I want to go and play the sport. Yeah. I don't. You no, know, I listen. I I'm the type of person who, if I was ever in a team that won stuff and I was a bit part player, I would look at that when I'm 70 years old at my winners medals and go, thanks to my teammates for them. I know I did a little bit here and there, but. I also know that I wasn't a big part of that, mm. and I'd want to be a big part of something. I'd rather, personally... Like you are with these awards. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe. Um, I'd rather... <laughs> yours? I know, but you know, I just sit here and talk shit. I don't really feel like I deserve them. Uh, but I would rather, like, 
you know, if it was a choice between, for him, right, I'd want to get a winner's medal for the Premier League. I'm playing in the Premier League, sound. But can I be in the first team to win a Premier League? Maybe not. Can I go and do it in Belgium, in my own country? Can I go and win a, a league medal somewhere as part of that first team? That's what I'd take more enjoyment out of that than sitting on the bench for 30 games yeah. and, and getting a Premier League winner's medal. That's personally, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and look, everyone's different. You know, I'd rather get medals at Liverpool, don't yeah. get me wrong, than anywhere else. But really, I'd, I'd really like to be a big part of something. Yeah, I think if there's a case for Adam Lallana of like winning stuff and moving on, he could probably say the same with Divock Origi, of like, oh, I've got that medal now, I back him. He said, I back myself, I can go and do it somewhere else in the Premier League, maybe, and push himself up. Well, who knows? Uh, Matt, another one? Yeah, a little bit on Henderson's award. Jojo says he's a very underappreciated player. Kay Brennan says Hendo's a great leader. Mari reckons Henderson should be the England captain. Uh, and Dame O'Carroll said Henderson's a class, a class act. Never let the gripes get him down. Who's griping now? Yeah, I agree with all those. On the captain thing, though, because he was captain before, wasn't he? When mm. he got the to Harry Kane. I think, he, I think he should be, but I don't... I don't think he's not that arsed, or not as arsed as Harry Kane is. Because if, if <laughs> Harry Kane's a good footballer, but he does me head in, and he just think he's been given that to boost his own ego. Yeah, uh, he doesn't come across as you know proper a proper captain. Harry Kane, he comes across as someone who's just give me the ball and I'll do I'll do it. Like he doesn't come across as that team player, that leader that maybe Jordan Henderson and Virgil Van Dijk and James Milner are and stuff. And that's a personal preference thing. Sometimes people like the the best player, and some teams need the best player to be the captain. Um, you know, I always felt that. Jamie Carragher was probably more of a captain, captain yeah, yeah. than Stephen Gerrard. But right then, in that time, I think we needed Stephen Gerrard, the talisman, to be our captain and stuff like that. And he was a great captain in his own right. You can have more. There's more than one captain in an England yeah. side, and, and I think the players probably look to Jordan Henderson just as much as Harry Kane. He still does that same role, screaming, shouting, and organising stuff like that. And you know, you can't argue with someone who's just won the Champions League, you know, World Club Cup as, as captain. So you know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, last one, Matt, before we go. Yeah, we had a few on Havertz, as, you, as you'd expect. Uh, Rob D says, sounds like a good player, but a lot of money for someone so young. Uh, Riley reckons he's a class talent with, with bags full of potential. Um, Sean Newton said it would be a huge signing. And T says he, he doesn't think it'll happen, um, simply because our transfers now are usually completed before the press speculate. It's a good point. Yeah, we don't buy people, will we? Don't know, do we? Maybe they already are. Maybe we've done it. Yeah. And, and and now we're just starting to find out that we're interested. Uh, but no, he's right. I mean, Liverpool have been so quiet since the Virgil van Dijk stuff and, yeah. and obviously um, meetings in Blackpool and yeah. all that type of stuff that Liverpool just seem to be, you know, really, really good at keeping all that stuff under wraps now. Um, I say it's top of the show, mate. I'd love to see him at Liverpool Football Club and I think £125 million today in five years when he's hitting his prime, it'll look like a bargain. Yeah, there's a growing sense, isn't it? That there's a big signing coming, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, and there has to be a hundred million pound player. Yeah, is that who your money's on? Do you think it'd be him? I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I always thought Sancho would be someone that Liverpool would look at. I think Mbappe is probably a little bit too expensive. After them, you're probably looking at Kai Havertz, something like that, as the, as the next one down. And you know, I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see Liverpool just go and swing the dick around in the transfer markets and go, here we go, boys. We're back. We're, we're the Premier League champions, hopefully. We're probably, hopefully, European champions again. And, and, and we mean business. We mean to stay here for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Sounds good to me. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening and for watching. Don't forget to go and check out the RedmenTV.com. As we mentioned, there's a Reds transfer roundup and the Ramblee podcast, Stats and Tactics. There will be a newsroom coming up later on this week and all your build-up for the Manchester United games. So go over there, start your free month, 
check it out and we'll see you soon. Ta-ra.